Coming out of this computer right here. So that's the sound. Okay, this is the Okay, so when the countdown gets to zero, So some of those announcements don't have written audio. Um, should have audio, although um, there are some announcements that are just a slide, like the banquet one would be just a slide. Yeah, it's just a slide with the canned video. The Mother's Day one, or, or I think I have a Mother's Day one. Let me see. No, there is no Mother's Day one. So yeah, just the okay. The bumpers that's coming in in forty seconds has sound. Though, okay, so that's what we're looking at. So that one in the camp video. So it gets down to what? Three seconds. Yeah. yeah. Start bringing this down slowly, bringing this up. This one you might get up here to get a good, a good level. And you only need to touch one of them. But sometimes it's important to remind ourselves of the things. Around here, we're more interested in giving a cold cup of water to a thirsty person than we are in drinking it ourselves. Around here, we're more interested in rubbing shoulders with people who have made plenty of mistakes than we are in standing next to people who pretend they haven't. In other words, Around here, we're more interested in following an unpredictable savior than 
over 99 pounds every time. Around here, we're more interested in growing big health than we are in growing big church. Around here, we're more interested in helping you discover our life and worship than we are in furthering a musical job. And finally, around here, we're more interested in walking through life together than we are in watching each other for the same distance. And we're very interested in showing you how it's for us. Friends, we are a community that is guided by the Lord. Relationship and every plan that we see. This is the road we're choosing to travel. And you are invited to take the journey with us because we love it. We're here and join us. Don't 
Just have to muddle through without me. Hey, how you doing? What's up, Tim? Working on it. Camera sound. Thank you. 
Isn't he good? Yes, he is. You got your cardio in and everything. Look how good he is. Got you going. That's awesome. Oh, it's so good to be here this morning with you guys. We have so many things that have happened in this last year, even with COVID. God was still working. Amen? Right? So many things happened. We're going to share them with you as the service goes on. And we're just really excited to share those things with you. But this morning, we're celebrating how good he is in this church, in this country, it's pretty good. around I the world. Go maybe a little time, he has always been good, even when it's rough. We had a rough year, right? It was a hard year. But he was so good. We want to just be in the yellow. yellow. Celebrate. High yellow, even, but just not red. I forgot to check it for the first song. Oh, 
young pastors so they can go out and keep doing what we've been doing here and around the world. So there's another thing you guys have been a part of. We're so excited about that. It's just huge to know how God is moving through this place. And he does that through our tithes and offerings, through our time, through our prayers. Oh my goodness, that's another thing that we've started. If you guys haven't been, I want to encourage you to come every Wednesday night. We have a prayer meeting. It's one hour. And it is growing. And we are excited about what God does because his house is a house of prayer, right? That's scripture. And we have to pray. That is something that we want to do. We want to build this church on prayer. So anybody's welcome. It's really casual. You can come and go as you want. But nothing's casual about prayer. And we know that God loves to hear his people. So he loves to hear your voice. And he knows your voice. And he knows every hair on your head. So he would be thrilled if you're here too. So that's another thing. Here's some things locally in our church that we want to make sure you guys know. Four people were saved this year in this church. Four people are now eternity bound. Awesome. Right? We had five baptisms in our building this year just since the fall. So how awesome is that? With COVID. Right? Awesome. There was a little bleach in the water just so you know. Okay, then we also had, we have 13 new members that have joined the church. So we have that and three local minister licenses have been issued through WLC. So God is moving. He is doing things here. And we are so excited to see what he's going to do in the future because there's a big plan that he has. So we're going to continue with this last song and thank him so much for what he's done. And we'll continue to move throughout the sermon. We'll hear God's work. And we're excited to see the new things that are coming. Are you excited? I'm excited. Yes? We need God. You people need Jesus, guys. Can you stop there? Because I can't see. <laughs> so let's continue to praise Him.
for that. We thank you that you've given us the freedom to come directly to you, but that you've also given us assignments and callings and things that we need to do for your kingdom, Lord. Just like you assigned the disciples and sent them out. There were only 12 to start with. There's a lot more than that in this room right now. So Lord, I pray that you will just come down over us. That you will move and that we will get out of your way. And that we'll listen with our hearts and our minds and our souls. We will be excited because you have started that flame in us. And you've turned it up. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We love you so much. This time we've set aside for you, one day a week, is not enough. But Jesus, I pray we will give everything we've got right now. I pray that we will give you everything inside of us. That you'll be free and we'll be friends. We love you, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. One of the things that we wanted to make sure that you're aware of, um, you have a few more minutes. If you guys are members, we are voting on board members today. Um, they will be counting those votes at 1045 and we'll be telling you the results by the end of the service. But you can go out into the hall if you have not voted. Please go out and do that. And um, you'll see them on the ballot who is uh, running for board members. So please take care of that now because it's 1035. And then um, we also wanted to make sure because we're coming to the end of this particular board that um, has served us so well over the last two years. We wanted to thank them. And we also wanted to thank the Finance Committee. They've had a tough year to figure out the budget. So we're grateful for them and all the time that they put in and stress and loss of sleep and things like that and tons of prayer. And um, we wanted to thank them. So um, I wanted to call them up if, if you guys would come up, board members and um, the Finance Committee. The Finance Committee is Brian Elsis. Um, Amanda Dispin, she's not here today, but we want to make sure she's recognized and Cindy Rumsey. So if you guys would come up, I have to thank you for you. Tim, um, from the board, if you would come up as well. And just anybody from the board, Jerry, Shelby, Eric Dispin is not here today, but he is also on board. Kathy, all you guys, we are so grateful for you. Anybody else is here? Someone that might need serving in well, that's okay. We will pray over them as well. So we're just grateful. Can you guys just give them a big hand? Thank you so much. We're so grateful. Let me pray over you guys and pray over our board, our future board. Lord Jesus, we thank you for Tim and Jerry and all of the other board members, Lord, and how they've served and committed time effort and uh, sleepless nights and just so many big decisions this year that we had to make. Thank you for them, Lord. I pray you would bless them. Bless them in the new areas that they're serving in. And Lord, um, we're just thankful for the finance committee. Thank you for all that they've done for our church. Lord, um, we see you moving. We see you using your people, and we are just so grateful for all you've done. Just bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. All right. I bet you guys are about done with me. So I will ask
Good morning to everyone. If any of you are here for the first time, after the service, we're going to be right here. We'd love to meet you and talk to you. Uh, I noticed something this morning in church that keeps me going. There's a talented young boy over here who was praising the Lord. He was just going at it. What's his name? Logan. I have some really good news also for you. Guess what's happening on the 15th of this month? We're having a special banquet. No charge, because he is a fundraising ministry. And Chef Nancy has some offerings and different things. So we hope you will sign up for that. It's going to be a special time. The fundraising is going to go toward the emergency fund. The emergency fund. Mother's Day service coming up will be led by our youth in their Sunday school classes. Jack, there you are. Would you come on up here? Could I get the ushers to come forward, please? And as they're doing that, uh, bow your heads and close your eyes with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, come before you today for tithes and offerings, knowing that this could be a stressful topic for some of us. And I pray that today all of us could be able to just lay that down and go to the cross. And just let you take control of our finances. Use our offerings to better your kingdom. I pray this in Jesus' name. Yes, I 
The first one for kindergarten first grade would be on Wednesday, June 30th through Friday, July 2nd. The deadline for registration is June 7th and it's $185. For second grade through fifth graders, that camp is Monday, June 28th through Friday, July 2nd. Also deadline on June 7th. And this one is for three hundred. That's all the way. Next now. Oh really? Okay. Well, we'll let's just be Sign this video vlog to see what it does when the classroom gets off. Ccc.org to get your kids registered for camp. In my eyes, summer camp would be Friday, June fourth, and Tuesday, June seventh. Please sign up for me, Scott Green, if you're interested in going. Cost me two thirty. If you get it to me by May sixth, let me know as soon as you can. see me as I am to see you. This is a this is an ordeal. Just to fill you in just a little bit on, on Pastor Matt. He called me yesterday afternoon. Why? Jackie had just come into his room in the basement and told him that uh, she'd gotten word that her grandmother had died. Her grandmother special to her. Jackie's mother died when she was seven, and her dad and stepmom died when she was 14. So grandma pretty much raised her. Matt was feeling a little bit guilty about leaving. And uh, he, his daughter graduates next week. struggling with me, having to leave and then being gone next week as well as when she graduates from college. Here's what I want to tell you. I'm a pastor and I know what it's like and I know about the demands that are put on pastors. The number one flock he has to take care of is his family. So rather than think anything about, well, the Guys slid out for two weeks. I want you to pray for them and ask them. They're good people. And God wants to continue to work in them. Now, before I start, would you take a posture of perception and prayer? I told Pastor Matt that I was going to love on him. Truth is, what I want to do is make room for the Holy Spirit to wrap his arms around you, to love you, to care for you. So, Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you come. That we would sense your presence in a very special way. That we would open our 
much as our hands are open to receive from you, to be encouraged, to walk away, knowing that your eye is on us in our lives. That we're all treasure that you have. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may want to just read the scriptures up here because today they're coming from uh, an anointed version of Word. We would use the New King James. And I, I think that's foreign to most of us today. But it's my call. So I invite you to join me. You might want to take notes. Start in Acts chapter 9, verses 10 through 18. The word of the Lord says this. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas of one called Saul of Tarsus. And be, for behold, he is praying in a, in a vision. Uh, he has seen a man named Ananias coming uh, in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. And Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man and how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the, from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and he entered the house laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus has appeared to you on the road, uh, and as you came, has sent me that, I, that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. Jesus tells him, Ananias, I want you to put your hands on him. This man is a chosen vessel of mine. I'm going to use him to speak to the nation of Israel I'm before kings and people in, in positions of authority and to the Gentiles. The book of Galatians, Paul tells us that the uh, he didn't immediately go down and visit with the other disciples. Instead, he stayed here in Damascus. And he, he stayed there for three years. And after three years, he went up to visit with, with Peter and James and some of the disciples that still remained in Jerusalem. And he spent that time just, I think it was a self-check thing. To be sure I'm on track, I'm doing right. 
But then it said that he went away and he was gone for 15 more years to uh, Syria and Cilicia. Actually, it's 14 years, I put my glasses on you can see. Um, what do you think Paul was doing in that 17 year period? What do you suppose the guy could be up to? Paul, Paul was a, a Pharisee. He knew the law inside and out. Zealot for the law. As a Pharisee, he would have had to rem remember, commit to memory the first five books of the scriptures. And all of a sudden, he encounters on the road to Damascus the Messiah. The very one that the law was trying to point him to all along. And though he was a student and a scholar, he had missed it. The very one. Because the law could never save anyone. What he did was a propitiation. Funny biblical word you don't see very often. It means to atone, to, to meet the standards of God's justice, demand for justice and for holiness. He needed someone like you and I. scriptures would have said what she needed was a kinsman redeemer. I needed somebody to pay the price for me. To redeem me. Well, in 2 Timothy 4.6 Paul's talking to Timothy, and he says, For I am being poured out as a drink offering, and the, the time of my departure is at hand. Look, we've left all the way from his, his encounter with Jesus. We're taking fast forward now to he's about at the end of his life, and he knows that he's in prison. But he's been nurturing and caring for one of his subjects. Timothy, a young man who had a heart for God, he said, my time's at hand. I'm about to get out of here. But I want to go back up two chapters from Timothy 4 to Ch Timothy 2, 20, 21. And this is where I want to center our time. Paul writes to Timothy this. But in a great house, there are many vessels, some of gold and some of silver.
some of gold, some of silver, and also some are made of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, from the dishonor, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master. says something, it speaks to me. In a great house, there are many kinds of vessels. Here's what I believe. I believe that it's not the outside of the vessel. It's not what the vessel that's made out of that makes it valuable or invaluable to the Lord. It doesn't make any difference. It's what your genetics are, what side, what the tracks you grew up on, none of that really matters. What matters about a vessel and what goes into it, they're purely a container. Whatever you put in them, you can get out of. About 46 years ago, I got a tape, a cassette tape. Some of you young people don't know what those are, but uh, a cassette tape from from my wife, who was living in Alaska. We had been divorced for about two and a half years, and she lived in Alaska, and I lived in Texas, and I was back in Kansas. She sent me this text, and, and we had been communicating because she landed when she got up there in a, in a swarm of uh, medics, Pentecostal medics, at a hospital she was working at. And she would started attending a church up there, and she would send me tapes now and then. And I heard this one tape, and for some reason, this little nugget has stuck with me. I have no idea what the rest of the message was. But he's talking about the second Timothy 2, where it's in a great house. And he said that in the Malanta version of the scripture, which is from Indonesia, it doesn't say in a great house there are vessels made of gold and silver and of wood and clay. It says this. This is a That version says, in a great house, there are many vessels, some near the door and some far from the door. How do you apply that to your life? Jesus said, I am the door. I let the sheep in, I let the sheep out. They know me, they know my voice. How do we get close? 
that seems to be the only thing that's important. Not what your background is, not where you were. God called Paul and says that he's a chosen vessel. This morning, I want to tell you that chosen vessel for the Lord. The Lord may not send you to the nation of Israel to proclaim the Messiah. He may not send you before kings and people in authority. But nonetheless, you're chosen. He's called you. Why would he call any of us if he didn't have a we're not distant from us, from him. He, he wants to know us. He wants to have fellowship with us. He wants to wrap his arms around us. How is that going to happen? How do we move from being this vessel to becoming vessel of honor? That's the big question for us this morning. How do we do that? How do we get there? says, as he goes on in, in chapter 2 of Timothy, that we have to get rid of the latter. We have to get rid of the stuff that separates us. we got to get rid of the stuff that's not holy in our lives. Your desire so that you can do that. I believe that God wants that to happen. 46 years that I've walked with the Lord now. I'm, I'm still a work in progress. I'd like to think I would be farther along than I am, but I'm grateful when I look back at where I've come from to where I am today. I think it'll go on for the rest of my life. I, I want you to sense and urgency from what I'm telling you because, because I, maybe it's just because of my age and I'm more mature than I used to be. But there's something going on in the world today and, and many of my, my friends uh, are talking about the rapture and they, they, they talk like God's just going to snatch us out of here and, and the world goes to hell, so be it. We're gone. But what if they're wrong? That's my warning to them. I'm not sure it's going to work like that. They think before the tribulation, we're going to be gone. I, I, that's not where I would come out in my study of the scripture, but I think the church is going to be forced to go through some stuff. As we go, as we live here in this life, God wants us to make deposits in others' lives. Being saved isn't about having a get-out-of-hell card. That's not, that's not at all what it's about. The minute we invite Christ into our lives, 
we step into another realm. But there's a process that takes place. The, the biblical term would be called sanctification. Things happen in our lives. As we study God's word, God's word goes into us. It, we become aware of stuff that's here that doesn't belong there. What we do with that stuff is important. See, I don't, I don't think a simple prayer is, is a guarantee that I'm living here and going to heaven. I think it's a starting place. You know a tree by its fruit. I want my life to matter. I want to know that my children and my grandchildren to know that you all are going to be there with me. Well, in the church now and then, it's more than that. It's taking God's word in, taking up space in my heart, the seat of my affections, so that there's room for God and no room for some of the other stuff. something that happens in this process that it, it's, it's the, tr the transformation that happens to us is not simply us sitting by, sitting back in our rocker waiting for God just to make everything work for us. There's something in this process of us growing and coming to know him and being in a relationship with him makes us accountable. We have a part to play in this. We can't be passive about it. I want to be urgent. I want to be more urgent about it now. There's a little bit of me that's frustrated. I read the book, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming in 1988. Didn't happen. I'm sure Y2K. That didn't happen. What is it? Lord, how long is it going to be? Then we have COVID. I'm retired. I've gotten lazy. I don't have to prepare messages. All the pastors that are here, they understand that Sundays come day after day. Not once a week, but it seems like it's day after day. Work on Sunday, you're off Monday, and after that, there you are. And we're digging in the Word for God to give us messages so we have something of value to share with you, some way to encourage you to speak life into you. Retired, I don't have to worry about that. I like that part. I read God's Word now for me. So when Pastor calls and says, I've got to get my wife there and they want me to speak at this funeral. I'm going, who's going to speak at church? I, 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 I know what's coming. But I was in panic mode. But this stuff is stirring in me. And it's been there for a while. And I said, get out of here, get your family, have a safe trip.
sitting on the bench behind them, they didn't get off the bench. I want you to do the same. I want to encourage you. Let's get involved. You don't have to do anything at church. That, that's how I got connected here by doing stuff, just knowing people. That was important. I like to be around people that love the Lord. I like that a lot. You know what I miss? I miss I don't have any non-Christian friends. I need missions. I need somebody that's a target. I have I have an agenda with everyone I meet. I have an agenda with you. Because I want to know that you know that God has a plan for you and it doesn't start at death. It's now. But mostly, because evangelism is the thing that drives me, it's what about all the people that are around us? Who is God going to send to your place of work, to your bowling league, to the people that volunteer down at the senior center? Who's he going to send if he doesn't send us? And if we're going to go, why don't we have, why don't we have the Savior living billions so that they understand there's something that drives us? See, I think when we commit ourselves to being Christians, to being followers of the Savior, it means that we're growing constantly. two days or three days and see the mark growing in my life. But I can look back not very far. Some of that stuff that God wants to work out of us are attitudes. Quick responses. Being selfish. Having our own agenda. And not taking time to listen to the people that are hurting around us, and they're all over. Maybe you're one of them. And I'm guilty. I'll tell you one of the simple things that God wants out of my life. And it's ugly, and I don't like it. But I have friends that are here that already know about so much to say. I want to say it all the time. And I'm not a good listener. And the really ugly part is that I see now and then in my time with the Lord the mirror that he holds up. And I interrupt people a lot. Bernard and Jean, I'm sorry. They have, the, they have stories to tell too. They just don't tell them fast enough. I want to help them. Now that sounds petty to you. It wasn't petty to me when I 
spirit. I said, well, I love you. Nothing was made that was ever made without him. And he is the light of light shining in darkness, and the darkness Listen, chosen vessel. God has an agenda for you. agenda of getting rid of the unclean stuff. Where does that stuff come from? Doesn't come from TV, from our ears listening to stories and words and programs that we have no business with. And we let junk into this thing. Sometimes it comes from relationships that are harmful for us. It's important for us to have the gift of discernment and to know that. Lord, what do you want to do? How am I going to do this? How am I ever going to be who you want me to be if I'm caught up in all this other stuff? I think it takes time for us to put the word in us, and it takes time for us presenting ourselves to the Lord. Prayer is probably the, the hardest of the Christian disciplines. Anybody agree with me? No honesty? Well, thank you. I, I think it's one of the hardest disciplines. I don't want to be just jump in the closet and jump out. As we close this morning, I want you to pray with me, and maybe we'll learn something together. I found in my life, because I interrupt, that I spend most of my time in prayer telling God what I want him to do. I tell him how to fix you. For everybody else, I pray very little for my 
myself. I, I pray for people who are hurt. I have a whole list of friends, past congregation members, but mostly I have this list of people that are suffering from really tough diseases. ALS, cancer, kidney failure. I spend too busy, things that I've neglected, relationships. Maybe I've missed you, Lord. In all those times I've asked you for divine appointments and bringing people across my path, I ask for it. Sometimes I don't realize that they were there.